everyone and welcome to today's episode of Brick Nation. I'm your host, the Sideline Statsman, and on this episode, we'll be talking about Stephen A. Smith's comments on Russell Westbrook becoming, in his mind, one of the top five players to build around when starting a franchise. I will dispute that claim and give the reasons why Stephen A. Smith is wrong. And to close it out, we'll be talking about the top five point guards in the NBA this season. I'm not talking about in the NBA right now. I'm talking about this past season, who is the top five. I'll break it down and I will tell you exactly why I put this player in that spot. Trust me, it's going to be an argumentative podcast, but I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get it started. Out the gate, we're going to start off here with Stephen A. Smith. Talking about Russell Westbrook being a top five player to build around. Now, I understand that the news stories are slow right now, especially in the NBA because everything is paused in sports, but you don't have to go out there and start making these debates and claims that have no backing to it. See, I get when Stephen A. Smith says things like, oh, Westbrook's attitude, it's an excellent foundation to build a team upon, you know, especially a winning team. I get that. But it's trying to use that as your only argument that he's a top five player to build around. I mean, just listen to this clip that I have here from Stephen A. Smith. If you are a guy, if you are a franchise, Max, and you're looking for a culture setter and you had to pick a person to start your franchise with to literally set the tone of of the culture that you want to build, Russell Westbrook, is actually one of the first five players you pick for that role. That's how elite he is. So I have him in the top ten. Love me some Westbrook. See, I don't... If you guys don't get it, you're not alone. Look, I'll be honest with you. His competitive nature can rub some people the wrong way, and I get that. But he's as dedicated to his ability and craft as they come on top of being an inspirational figure in whatever community he would find himself in. It's not just that. Westbrook isn't just one-size-fits-all basketball. That's not who he is as a player. He needs just the right balance of shooting to be the best Westbrook possible. If he wants to be the best version of himself, he has to have the supporting cast to do so. In OKC, when Durant left, he didn't have that. Now that he's with Houston, he's having the best numbers of his career to date besides his three-point shooting percentage and his points per game. His points per game are, are around the same as they were back in 2016. So we are starting to see some similarities. He's starting to emerge again, finally, with that system and group of shooters he has around him in Houston with Harden and Eric Gordon and players just like them. I'm telling you, this is a good situation for Westbrook. But I don't think that makes him a top five player to build around. Because let's look at the others. LeBron James. I get that he's 33, 34 years old. But that does not mean that he can't turn a team around. Arguably the second greatest player of all time. Right behind Jordan. LeBron is someone that exemplifies a true leader for his team. And has the the record and the achievements to vouch for that especially with his three championships. It's proven. Now, I could also say the same for Giannis Adetokounmpo because Giannis is a proven winner. 
He may not have a championship to his name. He may not have a finals appearance because they're trying to fight to get that in Milwaukee. But he's a real leader, even at the age of 26, and he's coming into his own. And that's what Milwaukee needed to get that extra bolt of energy. He leads his team that Westbrook can't. He does exactly what Westbrook can't do as a leader. Because I think Westbrook pushes the guys too hard, and he's hard on himself, and he tries to make take all the shots himself. Yes, Jordan did this kind of similar to the same thing, but his team got better when he fought, when he was aggressive with them. Not the same here with Westbrook. The team didn't get better. They actually stayed the same. It only took Westbrook making changes to his own game and taking over that led to them actually winning. Kawhi Leonard, that's another one. Kawhi Leonard joins the Raptors for one season, gets him a title. That's a team I'd build around. I'd build a team around them. I'd build a team around Kawhi Leonard. 100%. Before Westbrook. And finally, Steph Curry. Of course I'm going to say Steph Curry over Russell Westbrook. Forget the injury, man. Just look at it. Steph Curry. How many rings does he have, folks? How many rings? He's got three rings in four finals appearances. Five finals appearances. I mean, think about that for a second. Steph Curry has been a leader on this team since he was drafted by the Warriors back in 09. There's no doubt in my mind that Steph Curry is literally the Golden State Warriors. Take him, put him on any other team, and I guarantee you, he could turn him into a championship team. I would build around Curry before I build around Westbrook. Now, what's the similarities of all four players that I mentioned? All of them have proven they can win in the playoffs especially. It's not about just winning games. It's about winning in the playoffs. Curry has won in the playoffs multiple times. Kawhi Leonard has won in the playoffs multiple times with the Spurs and the Raptors. Giannis has been winning in the playoffs with the Bucks, And LeBron has been winning in the playoffs since he was first drafted. He's been winning with the Cavs. He was winning with the Heat. He was winning with the Cavs the second time. And now he's winning with the Lakers. Or at least he was going to before we went on hiatus. They've proven they can win on their own without a secondary star or a roster that's built to fit them like a glove. They all have been able to win that way. It's true. And don't try pulling that super team thing with me with Golden State. Because Curry has easily carried his team when Klay Thompson was hurt, when Kevin Durant was hurt, when Draymond was hurt, when DeMarcus Cousins was hurt. He's been able to get his team wins. There's no denying that. At all. So I say for the sake of it, those four players I would take over Westbrook, 100%. Think about it in another way, too. Durant took the Thunder to the second round in 2013 when Westbrook got hurt in Game 2 of the opening series against the Houston Rockets. He couldn't do the same thing in his first or second year without Durant. Westbrook couldn't do what these other guys were doing without Durant on his team. So he needed a second superstar to help make things work. And I'm not talking about when he had Paul George and Carmelo Anthony at Oklahoma City. No, it's him and Durant. Now at part of Houston, he's got James Harden, who also has an MVP to his name. So you have a second superstar. I mean, come on. No brainer here. The two of them. 
He can't win without a superstar, a secondary star on his team. If one feels that Leonard's health is too big of a risk to start your franchise with, you could easily replace him with Anthony Davis or James Harden. No joke. Because I know that's also another argument you guys have, is that Kawhi Leonard gets hurt a lot. He has some injury issues. Okay, if you want to take him out, that's absolutely fine. Throw AD in. AD can win with anybody. He could win on any team. Don't use the Pelicans as an example here. Because the Pelicans couldn't build the team right with at least average players. They couldn't do it. So because of that, the Pelicans couldn't win games. Or you could actually use James Harden because OKC, he was part of the trifecta over there. With him, Durant, and Westbrook. Then he leaves, comes to Houston, and he's winning games with Houston. He's winning series with Houston. He's winning games in the playoffs with Houston. He's done so much for the city of Houston, for H-Town. He is a team I would I would build a team around him too. So I could easily throw James Harden and Anthony Davis back in the mix. Now, one of the big things you guys are also going to throw out there, and it's fair because it's always brought up, is the age factor. If you were the GM of a brand new team, would you take Westbrook over Zion or Luka? I wouldn't. I'm being honest. I wouldn't do it. I mean, even guys like Jason Tatum and John Morant have played so well that they can now even be considered in the discussion. Westbrook is a great player. I'm not hating on how well he plays the game. But when it comes to building a team around a superstar player, there are others that I would take before I would take Westbrook, and it's definitely more than five. I think it's just easier to mold a franchise around those players compared to Westbrook. And I think at the end of the day, it really comes down to attitude. Look at the attitude of the player. The attitude of the player defines the attitude of the team. I think that's what it is. So Rodman's lackadaisy attitude affected the Bulls a little bit because the Bulls really couldn't focus and they felt like, why does Rodman not care? So when Jordan had to tell him, hey, cut it out, let's get to work, he did it. And when he fixed his attitude, the team's attitude fixed with it. Westbrook's attitude leads to so many problems for teams. It's almost toxic. Something has to be done about that. I think him going to Houston helped Oklahoma City. Yeah, I'm saying it. I think it actually helped OKC. Because, cool, they got Chris Paul over there. And people were upset because they're like, we got Chris Paul and he's a downgrade from Marshall Westbrook. Listen, you lost Westbrook and you lost Paul George. Great. I, I know that hurts. But look what you got back and look where your team is standing now. You're literally one of the best teams in the West because you have strong leadership there and great coaching. And that's definitely better than what Westbrook was like when he was in OKC. Alone. It's the attitude and the mentality of the player that affects the performance of the team. And that's why Westbrook couldn't win games with OKC. I think it's that simple. You guys can argue with it all you want. I'm being honest here. Westbrook's attitude cost him championships and even playoff wins. 
So Stephen A, I completely disagree with you, 100%. If you want to argue me, go ahead. You know where my Twitter handle is. You know what my Instagram handle is. Go ahead. Let's go for it. And now we move on to the next segment because I'm still on the notice of point guards here. Because before the season came to a hiatus and came to a full stop, I think everyone was trying to figure out who was the top five at each position. Who's the best? Who's one of the best point guards in the league? Who would you put as one of the best forwards? Who's the best big in the league? We were all trying to figure this out, and it was getting very hot and popularized. So I thought I'd try to bring it back because I know we're really missing that. So I'll just jump right into it, and I want to start off with point guards. And I'm only going to cover point guards this episode. So here's why. The point guards are a very important position because... That's the guy who pretty much dictates how the game's going to go. He's the one who has full control when he's on offense, and he's the one that needs to make a big step up on defense, especially when he's guarding another guy that's at the one or two. It's big things like that. He's got to have strong defensive skills. He's got to be able to play effectively on offense, not only at creating the best scoring opportunities for his team, but be able to score himself. And that's what makes it special. So here... I think the important thing to note is that point guard is, in my opinion, the most important position in the league. If you don't have a strong point guard at the helm, I don't think your team can really win. Your team really can't win games unless you have a strong point guard. But we'll see. Maybe this top five might shake it up a little bit. So this was a very hard ranking to do because there were a lot of players here you could consider. I mean, some the name offhand that were like outsiders I was considering. Devontae Graham, I was giving him a serious look because he's been very underrated this year and playing strong for the Charlotte Hornets, but I couldn't squeeze him in. Colin Sexton definitely had a great year with Cleveland. Despite them not having that great season that they wanted and being one of the worst in the East, I will say Colin Sexton is a star. And if he's able to get out of Cleveland, he's going to make a team so much better. All Any team that needs a strong point guard, he would definitely fit your bill. Colin Sexton, young and effective. Perfect for any team that needs a point guard. But there's so it's such a tight competition. Even Jamal Murray was considered. So you know that this was very serious. It's all it's very tight, very competitive. And I don't want people getting mad because I didn't put people like Stephen Curry in here. Because no, I didn't put Stephen Curry in here. And I didn't put Kyrie Irving in here. The reason why? Both of them couldn't stay healthy this season. This is only about the season. Not in the NBA right now. If this is in the NBA right now, there would definitely be a a lot more switches in here. But I'm only going off the season who has stayed healthy, who has done the most for their team to help them win games. That simple. So let's get it started here with number five. Number five, I'm going with Kemba Walker from Boston. Hands down, I think Kemba Walker is the fifth best point guard in the league this season. And there's a couple simple reasons. I thought he was a great point guard when he was playing over back at UConn days. And when he was on Charlotte, he was one of my favorite players because so many people didn't like him. Because he made a couple bonehead moves. A couple. But it ended up defining his time at Charlotte because people couldn't really trust him or actually take him seriously. Now he leaves Charlotte and goes to Boston, and now he's being taken seriously as a, as a big contender on a contending team with the Boston Celtics. 
I mean, the Boston Celtics are better off now than they were with Kyrie Irving. They're really that good. Kemba, all around, is just underrated. 21 points per game. More like 21.2, but I'm just going to round the numbers here. He's got a 42% field goal percentage, which is really good, especially for a guard. Needs a lot of work still because he's got to be able to um, find ways to work his way inside the lane more. Because if he can work into the lane to get those high percentage buckets, it's going to work out a lot better for him. 100%. He, you're going to see his field goal percentage go up, and you're going to see his points per game go up as a result. Now, he shoots very well from three. He shoots 37, almost 38% from the three-point line. Uh, four rebounds and five assists, and then w- just short of one steal a game. I do think all that combined makes Kemba a superstar, about all-star point guard but I do think he still needs a little bit more work. And I know he's he's now, what, 30, 31 years old? Look, Kemba's a phenomenal player, and I'm never going to take that away from him. He's not the best point guard in the league. But the way he has played this season, he's definitely been in the top five. And at number five, I feel it's the perfect fit. Although I will say, it was a tight fit between him and the person at number four. Here's what I see in Kemba. Ball handling and shooting ability are... Off the charts. They're very they're very slept upon. He he can make a lot of things happen right under your nose. You'll be down six, and in the span of five seconds, he'll tie the game. He'll get two three point shots off somehow, and he'll take and he'll tie the game up. That's the kind of person that Kemba is. Kemba's got that mentality that a team really looks for from their players. Something that says we're never out of it. Something saying, don't give up now, we got this game. Kemba's got that. And plus, as a leader on his team, I've never seen the Celtics fight this hard. And all the time I've been watching the Celtics, I haven't seen them fight this hard since Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett were on that team. Back when they won the championship in the late 2000s. I'm, I really believe that the Boston Celtics are almost back. Almost back. And I think Kemba's the one who's going to lead them all the way back. They want to become a threat again. I think Kemba's the one to do it and make this team that way. They need one more star and then they are there. They are right there. I think they need one more piece. And they will easily be the most dangerous team in the East. But yeah, Kemba is number five for sure. Number four though. This was a tight one because this was between... Kemba was being considered for this, but I ultimately end up going with Zach Levine, and the reason why I went with Zach Levine is real simple. Guy's averaging 25.5 points per game. Unheard of, especially on the Bulls, who are not playing very well this season. Shooting better from the field at 45%. That's good. Shooting better from three-point than Kemba, 38%. He's got more rebounds at 4.8. And he's got just a little less assists with 4.2. And his steals are at 1.5. Among all the people I have listed in this point guards list here, he's got the second most steals among everybody listed here. He, Since he came in this league, he's become an improved shooter. He's got them quick feet. That's really needed, especially when you're, when you're trying to make a quick play to get past a defender and cut your way inside. It's really, really important to have that 
And Levine has developed that over time in the NBA, especially when he bounced from Minnesota over to Chicago. It was a big thing. Now, I do think he needs to build his mass a little bit. If you look at him and the way he dunks, and he's a, he's got a great hops. He's great all around, especially with shooting and all that. I want to see him get more physical down the lane. And because of his thin frame, he needs to be able to build up some mass in order to actually have a chance to work inside. Because once he can do that, and he's able to drive into the lane more effectively, then you're going to see more points per game, and I can definitely tell you, he'll be contending to be one of the best point guards in this league. Definitely be one of the best in this league. Right now, very much slept upon. Guy needs guy needs more attention. I know the Bulls aren't what they were back in the 90s, but it doesn't mean you should completely ignore them. They've still got some great talent there. Laurie Markkinen, you still got Chris Dunn, who's putting up some decent numbers. Zach Levine, there's no doubt in my mind, Zach Levine is at number four, but not by much. It was between him and Kemba for four, but I think he really deserved that spot, so I'm giving it to him. So Zach Levine is my fourth best point guard in the NBA this season. Number three, this is a tight spot because I think this top three you all are aware of. So when I say number three, I don't want fans going off. I think I'm going more off their record overall rather than what they've done like stats-wise. And I know it's ironic because I'm the sideline statsman and I'm supposed to focus on the stats and use that as primary focus. And I did. But I think it came down to really the ability to hold on to that ball and make the most of it when it counts. So this person ended up falling as a result because sometimes it's more important to maintain possession than to lose it and make so many sacrifices with the ball. So for that reason, Trey Young is the third best guard in the league. Third best point guard. Let me tell you why. I know that he's got the most points per game out of every point guard in the league. I know his field goal percentage is less than Zach Levine. I know that. 43.7. I get it. His three-point shooting isn't as strong as Zach and Kemba. I got that. I know his rebounds are less than Zach. I know, but I know his assists are way above Zach, about double. And I know that his steals are better than Kemba. I'm being honest here. Trey Young has some serious potential to be one of the best point guards in this league. And the reason why he's sitting at number three is because he just turned over the ball way too much. Guy's averaging over four turnovers a game. That's way too much. It needs a lot of work. He's got to fix that up. Because if he don't, then that's why Atlanta's going to keep failing. Atlanta has to stop turning over the ball. And that's because they have such a young core. That young group over in Atlanta needs discipline, and they don't have it. Obviously, Vince Carter wasn't enough. They need another voice, a veteran voice that's proven that can get them all them together to somehow just get back in that mindset that says, hey, we can do this. We're better than this. We got to make something happen here. We can't risk the ball. We can't risk losing possession. I mean, that's exactly what it is here for Atlanta. They don't have that right now. So I understand that part. Trey Young, though, is a franchise player and is going to be in Atlanta for a long time. He's a great player. I just need to see him be less free with the ball. 
He's got to be more controlled and get that more. He's got to be more of a team player. I get that he's got the assist at 9.3, but he's got to stop taking the shots all the time. He's taking a lot of shots. He's starting to become like Harden, who's doing all the shooting for the Houston Rockets, you know, before Westbrook showed up. Other than that, Trey Young, clutch shooter, incredible range. He just needs to improve his defense and just work on preventing turnovers. Can't turn over the ball anymore. He can't do it. He's got to be safe with it. If he keeps risking the ball and risking the and risking losing possession, then it's not going to go well for Atlanta moving forward. This leads me to now number two for another player who has a turnover issue and why they are at number two and not number one. And that's going to be Russell Westbrook. Now, I know in this last segment, I went off on Westbrook and I was saying that he's not a top five player to build around. But don't forget how I said I'm not denying his talent. I'm never going to deny how effective he is and how great he is as a player. I just didn't like his attitude and his mentality as being a team leader. Russell Westbrook, the stats say it all. The highlights say it all. Westbrook, 27.5 points per game, shooting 47.4 from the field. He's, his three-point percentage, atrocious, at 25.4. Definitely got to work on that and get that back in tune. His numbers have not been that low in three-point shooting since about his second season with OKC. Look it up. The 09-2010 season, his numbers were really low for three-point percentage. He's on that same track right now. Despite that, he is still averaging eight rebounds and seven assists a game on top of that with 1.7 steals a game. So he's effective on the defensive side. He's able to score on the offensive side of the ball. He makes everything work for the team, and he's not scared to put it on his back like his teammate, James Harden. And that's what makes Westbrook such a dangerous player. And why he's number two. He plays both sides of the ball efficiently and is aggressive when he's driving down the lane towards the basket. He always makes the plays happen and is not afraid to knock somebody's teeth in to get the ball up and in. That's who he is. And that's what he is as a player. And you don't really see a lot of that anymore. There's a few players who can do that. And those who can do that are some of the best in the NBA. No doubt. And Westbrook definitely is among the best in the NBA. Just not somebody I'd build a franchise around. But the reason why Westbrook is number two and not number one, simple. He's way too free with the ball, just like Trey Young. He turns over the ball way too much. He's got to get that together because if he doesn't, it's going to hurt his team more in the long run. I say the same thing for James Harden, so don't worry. I'm not just singling you out, Russell. Got to be better with the ball. It's it's real simple. Fix that. Team's going to get a lot better. You're going to see you got, your records go up. You're going to see your, your entire team get benefits out of that. And so with that, the number one point guard in the NBA right now, with so much debate that I'm about to get for this, Damian Lillard is the best point guard in the NBA. 100%, he is the number one guy. Why? He's averaging more points right now than Westbrook was, so that's a big plus. His field percentage may be lower than Westbrook, 
but his three-point percentage is the best of all five players I have named at 39.4%. He's got 4.3 rebounds and 7.8 assists. More assists than Westbrook, but his rebounds are at the same level as Trey Young. And then he's averaging one steal a game, which is the second lowest among the five guards I've mentioned. Combine all those stats together, it all comes down to one thing, which is what I stand for when it comes to Damian Lillard and why he's number one. One shot changes the game. That's what Lillard is. When it's game time, he shows up and performs for his team. He does what he has to do to win the game for his team. That's who he is as a player, and I respect that player. So, of course, Damian Lillard is going to be number one here. Ball handling skills, superb. I like looking at his ability to control the game, especially when the clock is winding down and you've got the lead. He knows exactly what to do. His three-point shooting, incredible. His ball handling skills, great. He is a team player and is also not afraid to take the shot when it's needed the most. When you need somebody to take that final shot to win the game, he's the guy to go to. You need more any more evidence? Rewatch Portland versus OKC last year when it counted most. What did he do to Paul George? I will post that clip once again. I will. Damian Lillard is the best point guard in the NBA this season. Hands down. That's going to do it for us here at Brick Nation. Thank you guys for listening. Much appreciated. I'm your host, The Sideline Statsman. Make sure to check me out on Twitter at TStatsman and on Instagram at T underscore Statsman. I'll have a new episode up on Tuesday, but until then, we'll see you next time. Have a great day, everybody.